Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. I'm an addict and alcoholic. This is a show for other addicts and alcoholics and also for their families and for anyone who knows us. If this is your first time listening, we have over 300 episodes in the bank. You can go back and listen to all of them. If you can't get to a meeting right now, which is completely understandable, you can go back and listen to any of our episodes. Please do. We welcome you. And if you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and like us because it makes me happy. Gives me a reason to wake up tomorrow. Now's about the time that producer Shar and I are going to drop a deuce on your head. Not literally, but this is our weekly deuce. So we're going to wrap up the week and talk about our latest episode, which was when I had fitness expert Danielle on the show, who was awesome. She's such a great talker and she's so cute. Every every time you say, let's take a deuce or it's time for us to take a deuce, I feel like I need to have like a sound of a, a, a toilet sound effect like flush it down the toilet i have this my fart machine me i know i bet again no, there should be we we need a toilet flush sound effect that's what we need we totally yeah. need we'll, we'll get right on that <laughs> yeah that's the that's the top of the list for radio <laughs> <laughs> along with all uh, among other things yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, it was it was good for me to have her on the show because um, when COVID happened and I still lived in the Bay Area, I would do my mom's personal training sessions with Danielle and I got so much out of it. And then I just quit. You know, I got busy. I didn't feel good. I was preparing to move, you know, to L.A. And, and I just I quit. And when I went to the doctor when I got here, because as we all know, been having medical issues, I realized I had gained like 18 pounds since the last time I had been to the doctor, which is for obvious reasons. I've been eating like shit. I'm not going to lie. I've eaten Popeye's twice since I've been here, um, like a whole basket of it just to myself. And I haven't been exercising. But in the past two weeks, I started exercising again and I feel great. And, and I can thank Danielle for that because of her classes. She's super helpful. She's an amazing coach. She's a great person. And it, I need to, I was told when I got sober, you have to exercise for 45 minutes a day uh, for my liver. And now as, as I've also talked about, I've got bad liver panels that came back. So I went to get my blood work done on Tuesday and they found the last vein in my body. So next week we should know what's going on with my liver. Yay. So uh, we were talking about this before we turned on the mics. Yeah. Uh, you have like one vein left and it's not even in the place like you were showing it to me and if everybody if for people that can't see it obviously which is everybody except me and Dana uh, <laughs> it's like that vein is like on the top of your like your forearm right it's kind of. literally on the top part of my wrist I have this really nifty you know uh, heroin scar right next to it so I will, I, cause I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo of a dot right there because I, I can't even tell you how many times I've gone and gotten blood work and I walk out of there and they can't get blood and I've got bandages all over and I've just been poked and prodded to death. Cause so, I pain and it's right there. I well, Cause the thing is, is I'm, I'm used to seeing people get stuck in the places that 
are supposed to get stuck. Like, you know, like the normal, like oh, yeah, you put, you put, you yeah. put your arm out with yeah. your arm on you, with your elbow on the table. And you know, arm, like, those were the first veins I blew out. <laughs> the crook of your arm. Like I took, I took my grandma to go get blood work today and that's what she did. And they did the tourniquet and, and, mm. and like, but then you tell me your stories of going to the doctor to get blood work and it's like completely different like i see you like like looking like a junkie like with a needle sticking out of a place that's not supposed to be sticking out of. No, seriously. <laughs> like, it's, it sucks to be a recovering heroin addict when you need to get blood drawn especially when you've abused your arms and your body the way i have yeah there's literally like one vein left when i went to the er when i first moved down here um, and I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. They had to use an ultrasound. They did go in the crook of my arm that time, but it's a vein that I could never hit myself. I mean, it's so deep in my arm. They had to use like a two inch needle and they had to use an ultrasound. That's as close as I'll get to being like, oh, look, I'm pregnant. You know, like it was like, oh, there's my baby vein. I can see it. It throbs a little bit. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. But I can never hit it myself. So one of the things we were also talking about before we cracked the mic is the fact that since you blew out all your veins, you huh? basically have scar tissue where veins were supposed to be or are huh. supposed to be. Yeah. So how are you alive? You know, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> my husband thinks I'm a vampire. It's, it's, I'm like constantly like, scalding hot. My hands are always freezing cold. My hands and feet are freezing cold. You cannot, everybody, if you make a fist, you can see veins in their hand. No, not me. I've got nothing. There's just this like, one little weak vein. And they had to use heating. They had to use two tourniquets and a heating packet. So I'm completely tied off my hands turning purple. And I've got a heating packet on my wrist. I mean, like, so obviously you have to have veins somewhere, but they are not in the surface of a place from a needle. So they're like deeper under your skin. Is that what like my heart or something? <laughs> <laughs> so deep. They, they would have to crack my chest plate to get to them. Yeah, that bad. Or in my right arm, they could use an ultrasound and they can find that one. So it's just like when, you know, like when most veins are supposed to be you know, like kind of skin deep where you could see them on the surface of your skin. Not in my case. <laughs> in your case, it's like those, those are all scars. So it needs to f live underneath that somewhere. So there's all kinds and nobody can find them because they're being Without blocked by scars. Literally. <laughs> and like veins are super tough, I was told. So yeah, it's just, and I mean, it's just, yeah. It's insane. It's it's a shameful process for me to get blood taken. And I'm really glad this place, Quest Diagnostics, th there's this one girl, shout out to Daisy. She's super awesome. She's the one girl who can find the vein. And they don't they didn't make me feel ashamed. They were really kind about it. But what scares me is what the hell is going on with my liver? Because at five years sober, hearing that your liver is not working right is scary. But I also know other other people who are in recovery who have, uh, you know, around the same time as me and then some that have way more time than me who have also gotten bad liver panels during their sobriety. And it's, it's easily fixed. The liver likes to heal itself. That's the thing. And one of our guests that we've got coming up soon is actually a liver and hep C expert. Mm -hmm. I mean, like he's won awards 
like a harm reduction specialist and a liver and hep C expert and a recovering addict alcoholic. And he's amazing. So he's been there for me talking to me about it. It's, it's definitely something fixable. Cause like I said, the liver likes to heal itself. My liver did heal itself. Mm. Now it's kind of uh, it's having issues and I don't know why I, I know it's not because of what I'm taking because I know Prozac doesn't affect your liver. I don't take Tylenol or anything like who knows. Hmm. So it's not going to be a diet thing that I have to change. And I specifically asked the doctor, I'm like, could kombucha cause this? And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> so not unless you're drinking like the beer kombucha that actually has booze in it. Like, yeah, that can cause liver problems, but like, I don't drink that kind. So who knows? I, so I just want, ant- I hope they give me my answer in January when 2020 is over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I, I, I would have liked to have known your, your doctor before you guys met, just slip them a 20 to tell them that it is because of kombucha that you can't. That you're oh, not- you fuck. <laughs> that'd, that'd be a real funny joke. Oh, the only thing I have, I don't even drink coffee. Well, I vape. Yeah, it, it's like, but no, I did see the gynecologist was like, I'm not prescribing you birth control pills because you vape. And I was like, well, first of all, fuck you. Second, ew. I'm like, I, she goes, so you're going to quit vaping. I'm like, do you understand all that I've quit? No, I am 100% not quitting nicotine right now because I'm not ready for it. So she took me off birth control and put me on like some kind of estrogen shit. I don't know. I mean, the yeah. only thing I was on birth control really is because I've had heavy periods since I was 11 years. This is a great episode. I love that I'm talking about this. Well, like, last time we talked about something similar, you were talking about all the hair growing on and you were shaving and stuff. Yeah, dude, because- oh my God. yeah and then that's the other thing that birth control kind of helped. So it's like, yeah, the minute I got off the birth control pill, I'm like, okay, I was hairy before and now I'm hairier. So <laughs> if anybody wants to send me anything for Christmas, it should just be like a gift card or um, a voucher for some electrolysis well, or like laser hair removal. And, and for all our listeners out there, you're lucky that you aren't best friends with Dana Keys because then Dana Keys sends you pictures of her hairy legs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're really friends with me, and I let my hair grow out for a long time. Well, actually, you're the only person I do. Maybe I've done it with one other person, but it's only you, really. Yeah, sometimes I'll like I'll I'll like be in the bathtub looking at my legs. I'm like, I gotta take a picture of this. Dude, I ain't shaved in six months. This is great. Skin. I was like, I was like, why are you get, why are you, why are you sending me a picture of a beard? <laughs> when I send it, you're like, all I see is how white your leg is. <laughs> what about the black hair coming out of it? <laughs> well, I have to get past the, the, the five o'clock shadow. So. <laughs> no, no, the five o'clock shadow happens an hour after I shave. So you know, what you see basically hair that could be braided or permed or anything. <laughs> No, welcome to my nationality. It fucking sucks. Oh, man. So anyways, um, but yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to. But then so going back, I want to rewind a little bit and go back to, to Daniele. And yeah. um, my first reaction when you told me about it uh, and or told me about having her on was the fact that I was like, oh, is she in recovery? What's, you know, like, right. what's, what's the angle here? And And yeah, so the angle is you know, she's not any, she's not a person in recovery or anything like that, but she is a person that is helping you with your recovery. Absolutely. And she helps a million people with their recovery. She's, she's kind of like a life coach 
She's definitely something that you add to your program to make your program awesome. You know, she's like the spiritual part of your program. Mm -hmm. Like for, for me, like the exercise part, like it's really something I have to do, especially like as we were talking about, about not having veins, I have to exercise to make my blood flow. When I don't exercise for a week, this is true because of my vein issue. If I don't exercise for a week, I can get in the bathtub. When I come out, my arms are purple from like purple red from the elbow down to my hand. And my hands just swell up because I have no circulation. So it really is something I have to do. And working out with her really helps because it's weights and it makes me stronger. You know, it's not, I'm not just like doing cardio or doing some aerobics or shit. I hate that. Mm -hmm. This is like heavy weight lifting, the stuff that I was able to do at the gym and am not able to do on my own because well, because I don't have gym equipment and I don't really know how to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. I use the machines at the gym. Like, I don't know how to pick up a free weight and, and do what I did with machines, but, but she does. And she's just been really helpful. She's my mom's trainer too. She's also my mom's muse for anybody who looks at my mom's paintings. That's Danielle's face. Hmm. That beautiful girl who has been in like, probably like six paintings by now. It's Danielle's face. Um, I remember when you first started working out with her, you're like, oh, my mom bought a bunch of these zoom exercise and i have to join her and we can't record at this time <laughs> yeah, I was doing my zoom. yeah and it's funny because when i was doing that in san francisco um the bear was literally like right in the next room so i'm like and i had to mute myself because it was a loft and the ceilings were so big so i had to mute myself during the zoom session because it was so echoey that my mom and daniele couldn't deal with it so i had to mute myself so fletcher would be in there like playing a video game and he hears like <laughs> grunter i'm not gonna lie i'm not cute when i lift weights i grunt but then he was also giving you uh fart sound effects when you're oh squatting every time i would do a squat he'd go <laughs> and it's like it's impossible for me to not laugh it's you know <laughs> i'm a five-year-old so yeah <laughs> but you know hey knock on wood we don't have covid yet <laughs> knock on wood is right this is a wooden desk and I just knocked on it. I'll knock on my head too. I'll knock on my head. That's what yeah. I always do. Knock on my head. I mean, uh, I, I mean, we haven't talked about it much on this, on this podcast. The fact that we know like 20 people now with COVID. Right. That's and, scary. I mean, and it's hit super close to home for me to the point where, uh, yeah, I've actually had COVID sneezed on me. <laughs> oh. Because that's what, well, and that was a little kid. We should just say it, was little, it wasn't a grown up who did that. Oh man, cough straight in your mouth, little kids, and you know, barfed on me. And I distant learned with him. And but then, oh, uh, barf on you? You didn't tell me that. Yeah, there was a, a point where, um, the little one was running around like crazy. We didn't know he had COVID. We didn't know what was going on. And, um, but then he had that look on his face, like something was going to happen. And I was like, are you okay? And he ran up to me, jumped into my arms and then barfed on me. <laughs> I freaking throw up all over me. And then, you know, four days later, we found out that he was COVID positive. Wow. You must have like, you must be immune to it. That's what everybody's saying. Everybody. Well, I keep. Like I said, I keep calling myself the Christmas miracle. You know, I was around and I was around a family that you know, like I was around people that had it. 
I actually wasn't, I didn't think I was because the one was quarantined and I was just helping taking care of the family that wasn't quarantined. Right. Members and, of the family that were COVIDless. Yeah. And then um, next thing I know, they all dropped like flies and all became positive. And then, you know. And then- you and your mom were around them and didn't get anything. Nope. I think your theory that we had, and of course we're not doctors, so we're not specialists, but we were, we had a theory that we were talking about that. It's like, if you're around it enough and you get little bits of it, you just kind of build up a tolerance to it, I think. But if somebody is say literally like the bear quarantined you know, for the past, like what, five years he's been quarantined. Like he never leaves. Um, if you're literally alone in a room by yourself and you're getting nothing, then you have no outside. You're, you're just not, you're not exposed to anything ever. I think those people are more likely to get COVID. I think right. goes to somebody who goes out and is safe and wears a mask, hand sanitizes and washes their hands and everything. Right. You're going to be around it. You're going to be breathing it in. Right. But it's, you know, and, up a t- and mind you for everybody, I was, uh, because I knew there was a little bit of risk, you know, with, or a lot of risk with me being around somebody or being around a family that is like one shot away from being connected to COVID. I was in full PPEs. I have the gloves, long sleeves, freaking, you saw me. I looked like Darth Vader, the the mask, the face shield. I freaking swabbed and did all the freaking voodoo things that they say that might kill it and, you know, keep you distance. And I think I might've killed whatever came near me if it ever did come near me. Right. Um, Friend of the show, Vicky got COVID. Yeah. And she's got COPD and asthma. How, yeah. How's she doing? I haven't seen much of her posts since then. Well, yeah, she's been, I mean, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Her whole, her little family bubble, they all have it. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. Including the kid little her grandson but they're all fine you know they're they're okay and and she's healing like she said she's on the men she feels better every day she can taste like she seems like yeah she's definitely healing that gives me hope but then like there's this guy that that works for my mom's boyfriend this this guy he's got like a really bad version of it and he's got like five kids and he's got the long-term version of it. So he's just going to experience side effects for a long time. And he doesn't have good insurance. And I was looking as far as like, for anybody who's curious about what they give you when you have COVID, Vicky sent me the whole list of what she got. And it was really interesting. No, they gave her some brand new medication that I've never heard of that I think has to help. But then there was lots of like zinc and stuff like that. And I've heard a lot of things about zinc being really good for you when i whenever i go out i have a zinc vitamin c spray i spray in my mouth oh yeah uh when covid started in back in march and everybody was afraid of getting sick and all of that that's i started taking vitamins regularly like i didn't do that i didn't do it consistently Uh before then like i would take multivitamins and stuff like that but i was just like oh i remember today you know whatever but then i started religiously taking vitamin c and zinc and elderberry and elderberry is really good all of that stuff and i would take it and um uh i even started taking but i don't think this has anything to do with immunity or anything like that but uh uh i started taking like these cbd uh 
apple cider vinegar gummies. CBD apple cider vinegar gummies? Yeah. Oh, she showed them to you. That sounds like some shit I'd like. Yeah, it's actually, I like people think that they taste weird, but to me, I kind of like them, but. I love vinegar. You know, that's why I drink kombucha. But, you know, the apple cider vinegar is supposed to be good for you, but I can't fucking drink really it. Good. Oh, you can't? I love it. It's so, and it's so good for your, you know why I like it? Because I don't drink booze anymore and it's the only way I get that sting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, I, I tried, I tried drinking apple cider vinegar with, uh, with the, you know, diluting it with the water and like, you know, having it with my water every day. And it just, I just wasn't having it. So I got these things that are they look like little gummies and they taste delicious i love gummies where'd you get i ordered them online like a amazon groupon oh okay wait i found the thing that that vicky okay here is what they they gave her aspirin zinc acetate ivermectin asorbate calcium and oh my God. Okay. I'm so, and what this other thing boils down to is vitamin D3. So I think that everybody should take those things if that's what she was prescribed. Oh, that's, that's funny. Oh, take oh. that vitamin D3, zinc, and uh, one Vita- Vitamin D3. Apparently, that's what uh, Fauci is telling everybody to take. Really? Yeah. Well, shit. I did not, I didn't know that, but I'm going to get vitamin D3. Although I feel like if you take too much vitamin D, it constipates you. This episode has really just gone tits up. <laughs> vitamin D was vitamin D the stuff that you told me that you injected yourself with? No, that was vitamin B12. B12. <laughs> yes. And for everybody that doesn't know this story, there was one day that Dana and I were on the telephone super late into the night about and eight years ago, right? Probably. Eight, and seven or maybe seven, seven, no, seven, yeah, seven or eight years ago. Seven or eight years ago, and we're on the phone. And I literally hear you go from being sounding like how you are right now to being like shit face drunk. Like you're like started slurring. You just went from like, hey, I'm Dana to, hey, I'm down and, and I'm like, yep. and it, because I was pounding vodka <laughs> and I, I didn't know that on the other side of the line, there was, you know, a handle of vodka somewhere that Dana was drinking. <laughs> nasty shit <laughs> and i i i straight up was just like dude are you okay you sound like you just had like freaking six shots of something and she goes i had six shots of vitamin b12 like and i like not know i was like that's gonna make you act like this Sure, you're gonna believe that absolutely yeah <laughs> i know it's like when my ex-boyfriend was like when i said you know it was when i first started drinking again after my dad passed away and i was like get me a double dirty martini leave by the women's room and he was like oh you can totally drink because you're recovering heroin addict right and i'm like yeah totally i love being able to pull now i can never do that again you know i can't pull shit on anybody anymore but yeah. Yeah. No. No. Nah, Not nah. likely. Done with my shit. And um, yeah, I realized, you know, like not only have I not been working out, I have really racked up resentments and anger, and I've been acting. As far as like my relationship goes, I've been acting dry, and I've been rageful, and I've been quick to yell, and angry, and everything affects me. Whereas, like, 
these things should affect me. It's not like things are happening that I should have no problem with, but I should be able to handle it in a better way. So that's another reason I started exercising again is so I can, I can deal with that. And I am currently in the middle of a brand new fourth step. Yay. It's so fun. It's not, I hate it. Oh my God. Baby girl got homework. Baby girl's got some homework. That's right. My sponsor calls me baby girl. My sponsor, who, by the way, will be on the show at some point soon. I can't say when because I haven't asked her yet. <laughs> no, I asked her to be on the show. And she said yes, which is like the biggest honor in the world because I wanted her to be on the minute we started. But, you know, you don't ask somebody with like 28 years sober to be on your recovery podcast when you have five minutes of sobriety. They'll be like, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't want to be associated with your ass. But now that I have five years, um, she's agreed to be on the show and I can't wait. <clears throat> And I feel like this show is so honest. I would straight up do my fourth step on this show. If you didn't have to name names on your fourth step, because, you know, there's people, you know who they are <laughs> who are on my fourth oh, step. This is like there's four people no, that could be on this. List. <laughs> like, oh, I am like, no, on this time when I did my resentment list, like I'm mad at God. I'm mad at COVID. I'm mad at everybody who has a job. <laughs> I, no matter everybody who still makes the same amount of money right now as they made a year ago. I'm, I resent all of them. Um, I resent people who are getting unemployment. Uh, I resent people who are happy. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, what's funny is I'm, I'm attaching all the names I've heard you put. <laughs> it's like literally just a whole city of people. I'm just mad at just mad. But, um, but no, I mean, I've been working it out. And, and now that I started working a four step again, like I remember what it's like to actually work a program. And I feel I feel so much better. And that's like the whole point of the show is that you watch me slip and fall. I haven't fallen off to the point where I've relapsed yet. Knock on wood again and knock on my skull. Um, but, you know, I've, I've gotten dry. I've become kind of a dry drunk in the past few months. And it's really helped me to just start working my program again because I've God, I lost it. I've gotten lost. And the minute I do it again, I'm like, why the fuck did I stop doing that? This obviously makes me happy. This is the greatest thing I've got going on in my life. Why would I stop? You know, and then watch three months from now, I'll stop and not know why I'm so angry and upset all the time <laughs> because I haven't, I haven't gone to a meeting in like a week and whatever. So, yeah, it's been very helpful for me. Uh, my sponsee needing me has been very helpful for me and my sponsor being there for me has been very helpful to me. And um, the forced gratitude list I do every night has been really helpful for me. It's really difficult. I mean, there's been times I'm literally like not grateful for anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then I see somebody like go by on a bicycle and they got one arm, only one arm, their other arm is gone and they're carrying groceries and riding a bike. And I'm like, who the fuck am I to complain right now? Seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or people on a street corner, like that they're not homeless, but are just out of work and they need money for food. It's just who am I to complain? So I need to gratitude is like one of the most important parts of, of my program. And I can't wait to to talk, you know, to Kathy about that too. my sponsor. I shouldn't say who she is yet because she's not on the show yet, but she will be <laughs> so excited. I think that should be our holiday our Christmas episode or whatever. There you go. Huh? Yeah. That, that, and it's going to be that'll that'll be my gift to everyone is you get to hear her wisdom 
I'm gonna. Well, you you've said it out loud on the podcast, so I'm gonna put I it in your it hands. Gonna, no, it's it's gonna happen. But I just have to finish. I just have to finish this fourth step. I don't want to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, I didn't finish that. But can you be on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the fourth step. I'm almost done with it. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why it's so hard for me. It, it's because you have to look at yourself, and you have to think about things, and you know, sometimes it's it's easier or. Yeah, sometimes it's just easier to just shove it under the rug. But then, you know, you're trying to do a raging monster like I have been the past couple of weeks. Or a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, completely out of my mind. Insane. Yeah, I, I, I felt that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was so, it's like when I'm really working a solid program, it's so hard to affect me. You know, like shit can happen. I'll get upset, but it's really hard to knock me off track. Mm-hmm. If I'm really working a program, if I'm not working a program, you can just blow at me and I'll fall over. You know, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, think was, I think there was one time that we, I was trying to get you to record and you're just like, I can't record right now. My eyes are puffy and my voice is gone. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah Cause I had spent like the entire day before crying and my eyeballs look like manatee buttholes. Like seriously, <laughs> dude, once you hit 40, you can't cry really hard and not show it. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody ever told me that. Damn. Yeah. Like if you cry, if you sob like the ugly cry, then yeah, my, my eyes just get so puffy and swollen. And my voice sounds like shit. So. Mm. Well, happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> happy Friday. Happy Hanukkah, more importantly. Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party. We'll all dance the horror. Okay, okay, I'll stop. Are you, like, do you, do you have gifts lined up? Are you getting gifts for eight days soon? Oh, that- I'm not getting shit. I'm not getting shit for anybody, and I'm not requesting anything. And that's not true. I'm requesting shit. Give me gift cards. But, like, I'm, I'm not, no, we're not doing a holiday thing because you can't go see anybody, you know? Like, yeah. it's going to be, it's just going to be us, and that's fine. You know, I really don't. I mean, unless I can fly to the south, which and I'm not getting on an airplane until I don't know when because of COVID. Like it just I'm terrified of airplanes right now uh, just because of the recycled air and the COVID death breath. that's you know, coming out of somebody's face and going back to you. Um, but yeah, since I can't fly to the south, I'm definitely not going to drive up to Sonoma and subject my mother to, you know, because who knows what I've got. I could be creepy crawling with diseases right now. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Who knows? And I sure don't. And I don't want to be around her people either. Who knows what you've got running through your non veins? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what I've got running through my skin. <laughs> Who knows what I've got running through my arteries? Because that's all that's under my skin. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy to not have to drive anywhere and do anything and make a big deal and about yeah. presents. Well, uh, I mean, like, I'm currently sitting in, you know, an empty house uh, that uh, has been my family, my grandma's house, my family house for many, many, gosh, four decades now, (laughs) since 1979, and, you know, this house is going to be sold in just shy of a, you know, just shy of a month, and we were thinking that, you know, this is our last Christmas here and our last, you know, our last holidays in this house, even though it's empty, we thought, oh, well, maybe we'll just do, you know, like a very, you know, intermediate 
family gathering but with yeah. everything happening we're like uh, i don't even know if we could do that yeah. <laughs> i mean that. and i, I mean and, and it literally is like you know two and a half families it's you know uh a family that is across the street and my dad and my brother <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, like, i know it's, it's even worth it for everybody to go congregate but i mean I don't know. It's like, are we just supposed to skip Christmas this year? I, I are we supposed to skip the holidays? I mean, I guess. You know I, mean? I mean, it's like, yeah, what do you do? It's like you live in a house for 40 years and you can't really even say goodbye to it. You know, part of that, I think, part of that, I think is good because I don't like separation. I don't like finality. I, I don't like goodbyes. I hate that. I would be, and I'm also attached to stuff. Like, you know, I live three blocks away from where I grew up and I drive by that house every day and I scream, not with my window down, but I scream with my window up, get out of my house because I want that house back because I'm attached to it. Like I'm attached to stuff, you know, like I have my dad's flannel that I'm never, ever, ever going to get rid of. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got pictures and concert T-shirts that are so too small for me. They wouldn't even fit like one of your little nephews. They're so, they've shrunk like to all get out but I keep them because I'm attached to stuff. Like I just, I'm really attached to memories. Well, how come you don't have more stuff? So you must've shed some stuff for sure. I've shed a lot of stuff, but if you could, if you actually could go through and see all of my stuff, you'd be like, you've got a lot of stuff and there's just a ton of shit. You remember my house in San Francisco back, back in the day. Alamay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All this shit. That was all my, everything in there was mine. Mm. That was the one making money. <laughs> I can't can't not make a jab, um, but, you know, everything in there was mine. Ton of shit. And I had to get rid of a lot of that. But, yeah, I still have a bunch of stuff, but I'm, I'm done getting rid of shit right now. I just want to get rid of this year. Yeah, well, this year to go away. I want to get rid of this year and I want to get rid of my liver problem. Whatever I, the hell it is. I, I agree. There's a lot of there's too many people around me getting sick and not just COVID sick. It's all kinds of sick. Kind of yeah, tired of it. Fine. I don't know if 2021 will make it all go away, but here's to hoping that it will. <laughs> here's to hoping that it will. Knocking on wood again. And from what I understand, I think uh, March is what I heard. Like, as far as like something factual, I heard that March is when there'll be a cure by then, um, and everything will be slightly back to normal. Well, yeah, those uh, those. Uh, what is it? The Pfizer vaccines are supposed to be making their way out here soon. Right. Thank you so much, Dolly Parton, for funding that. Oh, really? Little, yes. And, Little uh, goddess, I love her. But um, yeah. But then I think those they're they're going to people that actually deserve them, like you know, healthcare workers and frontliners. <laughs> or like, do we even know if they work and they're going to go to guinea pigs? Like as they say in in chess, the pawns go first. So when there's an, it, it's the same thing when like there's a new iPhone. I'm like, yeah, you get it first, and then when you figure out all the bugs, then I'll get the next version of it. I feel that way about the COVID thing too. It's well, like I don't well, know. If I would go to front well, you know, you know who the you know who those guinea pigs are right now, right? No, the English. What? Yeah, British people? British people are getting them. They're, I think they're getting a shipment of uh, of vaccines like within oh. weeks. Within weeks, so they haven't had them yet. Oh, okay. So everybody, let's turn our attention to England and see how they do. 
And if they don't do well, we're not going to do it. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, like my mom was telling me that, um, you know, she works in a hospital and uh, they said that she might actually be mandated to get the, the vaccine. Ooh, Ooh like, well, good. And I was like, yeah, that's good. Cause you know, and she goes, well, she goes, she goes, hopefully I won't die from it. <laughs> like, okay. oh. That's so something she would say. It was exactly something she would say. That's, uh, yeah. Cause she said it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's totally like her. It's my grandfather used to go, I'm going to die soon. And it would scare the shit out of me. You say that was five years when I was five years old. Of course he lived to be like 93. So <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this episode up. And so, you know, our next episode coming up is going to be awesome. And you just have to trust me. You just have to take my word on that. Uh, stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your damn hands. Don't go out if you don't have to. Just, you know, protect yourself. Protect other people. That, that's all I got to say. And fucking exercise. <laughs> this is me talking to myself now. I'm going to exercise. But yeah, you know what? If you're in recovery. Continue to exercise. Continue to meditate. Continue to pray and do another damn fourth step. Because that's what's saving my ass right now. If you don't have a sponsor, get one. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Keep coming back. If you want to be on the show or you know anyone who should be on the show, please contact us. The email is radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can also call or text 415-496-9511, even when we're not in studio. And on all the socials, it's at Radio Rehab Dana, D-A-Y-N-A. D-A-Y-N-A.